When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know what I want? <laughs> I want to talk Hey, that's perfectly fine. The Raptors win 21 to 105 with a skeleton crew of their own against a skeleton crew of the Bucks. So, just for context, the Bucks started superstar Jay Crowder, who was recently traded for five second round picks, Bobby Portis, who is in the running technically, I think, for sixth man of the year, Myers Leonard. Many people have thoughts on Myers Leonard. I'll tell you my thoughts today. Very tan. Uh, Beauchamp, Javon Carter, Joe Ingles plays, you know, a little bit. Wesley Matthews plays a little bit. Thanasis. Um, Wigginton, Lindo Wigginton, he had 17 points. He was kind of, you know, ducking and diving in the pick and roll game. Goran Dragic got a bunch of booze when he came out. He has 14 points, three, three boards. Uh, nothing that exciting. Not the Bucks that we're used to seeing, of course. And the Raptors, different than the Bucks are used to seeing. Scotty plays, sure, but he only plays 21 minutes and a half. He doesn't really imprint himself on the game that much outside of a 360 dunk. Precious gets a double-double, 14 and 13. Jakob is out there for 11 minutes, 6 and 4. Gary comes out shooting, stays out shooting, hits a lot of shots during the game. Malachi plays 36, gives you 24 and four, wheeling and dealing in the pick and roll. Four different guys hit double digits coming off the bench. Chris, Will Barton, Ron Harper Jr., Delano Banton. It's some fun stuff happened, you know? But this game, and I wouldn't really say this for many games at all, but this is a game where you can mostly watch this via, via whichever it is, the advanced stats tab on NBA.com and just order by shot attempts. There's not a lot going on in this one. The the defense, pretty meh. It helped the Raptors a lot that like Precious was there and Jakob and, and Scotty for a spell. And Coloco is like super fun in a stretch and in a pinch. He played 24 in this game. He's a plus 10. The Raptors win by 15. Hey, <laughs> you know. Um, but this is a game, if you don't do this for a job like I do, like many people do out there. Um, I recommend catching this one, the highlights probably. Unless you're like a real Malachi Flynn sicko, you're a big stan of Malachi, something like that, then sure, lock in for the full 36, see what's happening. But this game, as far as, you know, entertainment value, the players, they certainly went out and won it, but they weren't fully locked in on this one. The reporters weren't fully locked in on this one. Nick, not fully locked in on this one after the game. Well, before the game, we're just like, yeah, we're going to try and see them play hard, win the minutes with the guys who are out there. They did. After the game, it's the same thing, right? It's um, You ask, like, hey, what do you take away from this? And whether it's Scotty or Nick or Precious, whoever's answering, 
the answer is basically like, well, we just, the end of bench guys, you play hard, you win, you, you know, get some minutes. And, you know, additionally though, Nick asked about it, says, yeah, we're probably going to have to shorten the rotation for the playing game against the Bulls. And like, that's the truth of it. You're probably going to have to shorten the rotation. <laughs> and so guys getting their feel for the game or whatever, probably doesn't matter that much outside of Gary. The good thing is that Gary looked pretty good. There wasn't a big ask of him defensively or, you know, he wasn't told to go out there and like bust his hump and make sure that he he's everywhere on the defensive side of the floor. He mostly, I would assume, wanted to find his pacing on offense and he had it. You know, he got to his spots, got downhill just a smidge, hit his jumpers, you know, an end one triple in the first quarter. That was fun. That's nice to see. Um, yeah, it's not a lot going on this game, but disparate fun performances from guys that you don't typically see disparate fun performances from. That's what these games are kind of all about. Many Raptors fans will remember that the difference between drafting Harrison Barnes and Terrence Ross was a Ben Uzo triple-double game. Uh, Well, maybe not exactly that, but I'm pretty sure that was the largest motivator that created that difference in the lottery. And the Raptors, while this game basically had no... As I'm recording this, the Timberwolves are up five with 19 seconds left on the Pelicans, and the Thunder had just won. So if the Raptors had lost today, I think they maybe could have had, I guess, I don't know who has the tiebreaker between OKC and the Raptors. Anyway, it'll all kind of shake out, but there wasn't a bunch of implications for this game, hence why OG Ananobi, Pascal Siakam, and Fred Van Vliet sat this one. This is the Raptors Reaction Podcast. I'm your host, Samson Folk. And it is, of course, brought to you by Goldfinger Law. And hey, here's the thing. You guys have heard it. Hopefully, you know, between 70 to 80 times already this season, you're a very, you know, loyal listener. I appreciate you. You only pay if you win. gum. doesn't that sound like a good deal? I'd love to only pay for things if I win at something, you know, it's if you lose, hey, you just pack your stuff up, it didn't cost you a dime, something like that. Um, If you're interested, if you need their help, 416-730-1777. I am interested and I need help to see these Raptors through these playing games and into the playoffs. But seriously, I, I do think that the Raptors, they stand a pretty good chance against the Bulls at the very least. We'll see what happens with the Heat. And the Hawks, those are obviously going to be tougher games, I think. Um, The Bulls have been playing better lately, as have the Raptors. That's kind of the two games against the Celtics took the winds out of their sails. I think just because they were so demoralizing because the Celtics weren't fully healthy in either game. The Raptors were for the most part, right? And they play so bad. Man, they... they play so bad in both. Like the 6 of 33 from downtown in the first game and then just the no defense whatsoever, allowing the first 15 shots inside the arc to go in for the Celtics. A lot of rim penetration and a lot of rim makes. It's just the Raptors, they weren't competing at the level that they needed to. Nick Nurse's comments also, you know, alluding to the fact that there's probably a breakup coming between he and the Raptors. His signaling that like, hey, this is my decision. I would suspect that it will end up being the Raptors' decision. However it ends up, there's a lot of stuff flying around about this team. and. There's no telling what happens with it in the summer. If they bring everybody back, sure, they could be an above-average team. I think that team, if it comes back next year, and all the you know personalities that are conflicting, 
suddenly merge and are harmonious and there's harmony and it's it's all copacetic. Even then, you're probably not looking at a top four seed in the East and the Raptors will be into the luxury tax. I'm not one to save billionaires money, but I'll tell you this much. It's, it's an expensive team so much so that it would, because of the penalties that come along with the luxury tax, inhibit their ability to shift and change the roster down the road. I don't know what the decisions are going to be. I just know that I wasn't a, like I'm I'm a beat reporter. I go to the games, I go to the practices, and I keep up with the team. I talk to players, I talk to coaches. The whole nine yards. I don't go on the road. I suspect that this was a transformative road trip that I wasn't on. By the time these guys came back, they're like there's there's a shift, you know, from a certain point of this year to now where demeanors are different, different things are being said. There's a lot of stuff going on with the Raptors currently. I don't know how it shakes out, but it's certainly, even with a win today, with their skeleton crew versus the Bucks, it doesn't signal, you know, a significant amount of momentum. When they said, when asked after the game, like, clean slate, be it Nick, Scotty, or Precious, everybody says, yeah, yeah, clean slate. They want it. They want to go into this game, the playing game, and they want to be the team that, you know, they have more talent on the roster than a team like the Bulls. Maybe not better than the Hawks, but I think that this is a team that could beat the Hawks. They might even be more talented than the Heat, right? Take away Heat culture, all the the fluff, all the (laughs) drill sergeant stuff. I think that the Raptors is the more talented team. By all means... They could make it into a first-round matchup, right, against these Bucks once again. But then it's Giannis and Brooke and, and Drew Holiday that weren't there for this game. So the Raptors can get into these spots, and they can maybe take a couple games off the Bucks. I'm not sure, but they want a clean slate. These guys, they they know what this season has been. They're not immune to it. You know, even even a guy like Pascal who has very small digital footprint openly talks about like I don't really go on that stuff anymore since he had such a rough time with it was given such a rough go from the fan base after the bubble during the bubble even he he's not immune to this stuff everybody knows what's going on with the team they know the commentary around it if they want to succeed they do have to wipe that slate clean they do have to look at all the times that they absolutely failed to meet expectations and just go out there and do it it's tough though it's not easy to just on command be the good version of a team. And that's kind of been the problem this year is that the good version of the team has been elusive, like truly elusive. When they've played, they've played some big games. They've won some big games. They've had some really great performances on both sides of the floor, more often defense than offense. Um, You just have to wait and see with these guys. We'll see. I'm not really sure about it. This was fun though. It's, It's cool to see like Ron Harper Jr. come out and Score 10 points and hit, you know, a triple. Will Barton hits a couple. Chris Boucher, he doesn't quite get to 20 minutes, but he comes and gives you 10 and 5. Christian Coloco getting around for, you know, a steal or two. It's like, it's fun to watch these guys. But also, you know, the the 905 are there. They play home games. The attendance and the viewership is different. Um, And while those guys deserve to be watched and all that kind of stuff, I'm just saying, as far as like what people want to see this Raptors team today, I would guess that once people were in the starting lineup, it wasn't as robust. I um I know that people expressed disappointment. But guess what? They came out there, they hooped, 
They won. They had some man. They got some highlight clips for their future highlight tapes. They they have like a little building block for those guys as they start out. Joe Wieskamp, he doesn't hit a three. He goes over five. He's got to flush this one. Delano Banton, eleven and seven. He he gets out in transition. He's like such a talented finisher at the bucket. It's just about getting there more often. It's about hitting more threes and being able to pack a little bit more of an offensive punch and a little bit of technique defensively. But slick passes made, nice finishes at the rim. You get a 360 from Scotty that I talked about. Precious with like a nasty cross in the lane before a right-handed hammer. Chris Boucher in the lane in transition. Huge sweeping right-handed hammer. Malachi getting to his shots like hitting a pull-up three. It's just, there's nice stuff. That's what this game was. But these games, if you'll remember when it was not Malachi Flynn or or perhaps, you know, Chris Boucher, not Chris Boucher, perhaps Ron Harper Jr., Delano Banton, these types of guys coming off the bench and giving these big late season performances, these used to be Norman Powell, Delon Wright, Pascal Siakam. Used to be these types of guys. And I don't know if anybody that I named is going to craft a career similar to Delon as far as impact or Norm is even harder in terms of impact. And then Pascal, an all-NBA player, it's that it's harder to celebrate these small little wins for the team and they do deserve to be celebrated, but it's just harder when so much of the team is shrouded in controversy and, you know, bad vibes and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, they're settling in at 41 and 41 mid, perfectly mid this season. So I guess that's all I have to say really about this game. Not super enthralling, but I was very glad to be there, ask questions, be around the arena this season. I I thank everybody for reading my work and and listening to the podcast, watching the videos, all that kind of stuff. I appreciate it very, very much. I will be here um, after the play-in game and after whatever games come. And uh, just thanks for tuning in with me. The Reggie Evans Award, yeah, Precious, 14 and 13. And we will get to the top quick reaction comment. It is from R-Y-E, Rye. Quote, at least we finished 500. Maddening given that the Hawks lost the last two. So many sliding door moments to this season. Who knows which team will show up on Wednesday. Hopefully they at least fight and compete and play with some pride, regardless of when the season ends. Gorgeous day out. Go Raps, end quote. It is a really nice day out. I had such a nice time. I was taking transit down to the arena and I was taking the the up, you know, the Union Pearson Express from Weston. Yeah, you got to make it out of Rexdale, right? You got to take the bus. Some people take the bus to Wilson and then you take the subway down. I find that during the day, it's quicker if you take the bus to Weston and then take the Weston up to Union. And I... I was like two minutes, the bus came like two minutes late. So I missed the first up express. And then I just waited for like 20 minutes out in the sun. It was so beautiful. That wait would have been absolutely torturous if um, we're in the dead of winter or anything like that. I just was just sitting out in the sun. I was having an awesome time. It was warm. I felt it on my back. It was really nice. And then transit home was really nice. I spent a lot of cold subway Wilson Station, bus state. Like I, I spent a lot of time in the cold late at night. So a matinee game had some nice, you know, had a nice ride home. I, I enjoyed the day. Rye, I know you're talking about the Raptors, but I kind of addressed everything you said already. Thank you for writing in, Rye. And um, people, obviously, they resonated with your comment. It's the top quick reaction comment. 
It's got some likes. It is a gorgeous day out. Go Raptors. Thanks for tuning in with me, everybody. If you're watching on YouTube, like that video, subscribe to the channel. The most important one is to subscribe to raptorsrepublic.com. And finally, if you're listening on the podcast channel, thanks for tuning in with me. Let me chop it up with you, uh, whether you got into this in the morning or at night. Have a blessed day and goodbye.